0: Welcome, my friends, to Peace, Love, and Bring A Back, the podcast that never ends, where we gather our clan and talk about the peace and love in our lives, the difficulties along the journey, and how we rise up from them. We will experience a little thing I call cluberty together, and by the end of the show, we're going to find our sweet spot. I'm Uncle Dave, and our transformation starts right here. Hey now, and how are you doing? Wanna welcome you to the next episode of Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. Today's guest is gonna be somebody who's gonna bring us some energy, high energy, Jessica H. Real. How you doing today, Jessica?
1: I am amazing. Thank you so much, David, for having me on today. I'm really, really excited to be a part of this, a part of your show, and just to be here in general. It feels great. Thanks. Yeah,
0: I know. We've, we've spoken, and you, you have high energy. You, we're going to talk about some energy work that you do. Uh, you have a challenge coming up. You have a couple of challenges going on. So yep. I, I'd love to hear about the challenges, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly of, of being on challenges or being in a challenge. So what brings you peace and love? Let's start it off that
1: way. So yeah, when you first asked me that question, it, um, it spoke to my values and really what is important to me. Um, because I feel that when you are in congruence and in alignment with your values, that's where peace and love can really come from. Um, so one of the things that I value most is health. And when I'm in full alignment with the health of my body, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. That's when I start to see more connections, more just love and blossoming. You know, that's when I'm connecting with my children more and I feel great and it's just everything just falls into place. So,
0: Yeah, definitely. That's, that's exactly where when, when things align, uh, it really just takes it to the next level. How do you what do you do to keep your, yourself in alignment? Because we, we don't. I mean, there's a balance, right? It's, it's that fine balance. I mean, I see the water in the background, uh, the mural in the background behind you. And it, it's, you know, I used to talk about running on the, the rocks in, uh, in Sheepshead Bay where we, you know, when I grew up. And you just I could run. Now, like now I wouldn't even try running over the rocks. Uh, you don't think about it, the balance that, we, that you have. So in life, we also have the balance. How do you keep your balance going?
1: Well, it is certainly a challenge and I definitely use lots of different modalities, but as you can see, yes, the water, we grew up on Long Island, so I had the water around me my whole entire life. Uh, I spent summers down by the beach and so water has, being around it has been such a huge part of my life, so that definitely helps with my balance, but of course, drinking the right water helps me balance, excuse me. Um... So I always say it all starts with the water, being a holistic wellness and water specialist. That is one of my favorite things and favorite things to talk about. Um, But some of the other things that I do to keep balance, and I think the key to all of it is really bringing awareness to what is going on in your life. And some of the strategies that I have used to find that awareness is meditation, yoga, um, eating a balanced holistic diet. Really being mindful of the things that I say and the words that I use when talking about myself or talking about other people, I always try and catch myself all the time. So it's really around a lot of it is around the awareness of what I do on a daily life my, in my daily life that helps me maintain that balance. And of course, there's a whole slew of other things, you know, like having goals and challenges and things to really help you stay motivated and focused on a daily basis.
0: Well, let's start off just with the holistic piece. Uh, so, to
1: how, how'd
0: you get involved in that? Well, what? Because, you know, most of us don't. We grew up on Long Island or New York. New Yorkers are not necessarily the most holistic people in the world.
1: No, well, my story is uh, I'm finding more and more common than most people believe, but I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder back in 2009. And I was, you're, Typical Long Islander. I lived at 7 Eleven. I ate fast food. I, oh my God, was obsessed with those energy drinks. You know, like I just had to have my coffee two or three times a day. You know, that was my lifestyle. And I didn't really know any different until I got sick. And that's when I started to realize that things needed to change, not only in my life, but in society as a whole, Um, because we were being taught how to live a certain way, but it's not really conducive to a healthy lifestyle. Like It's great for the immediate satisfaction, but if you want to live a long, healthy life, you're not going about it the right way, unfortunately, because it's going to end up with disease and problems and issues. And that's what I found. And so when I was diagnosed in 2009, I was going to traditional medicine doctors as we do, Mm -hmm. right? You get sick, you go to the doctor, that's what you do, right? That's what they teach us, they tell us. And the doctors really didn't give me the information that I needed to heal myself. They said, you know, take this medicine, be on your way and research it. And the more I learned that first year and I went to multiple different doctors trying to figure out what was wrong with me, I had learned that I had a disease that didn't have a cure that the doctors didn't know how to fix me and they were just giving me different medicines that might work. And I'm like, this is not right. good. And then they told me they wanted to take out my colon. Ooh. No, I want my colon. I like my colon, please. Um, you know, they told me I was going to need a colostomy bag for the rest of my life. And I was fairly young at the time when I got the diagnosis and it's been, you know, years since, And I could say I'm in remission now, but it was not from traditional medicine. It was because at that point, I realized that those doctors were not going to help me. They couldn't. They didn't know how. So I started going down the holistic route and I started to see different types of practitioners like acupuncturists, chiropractors, naturopaths, trying out different types of supplements and enzymes and therapies. And I I just went down that road and over the years it took quite a while i want to say let's see 2009 was my diagnosis and it was 2015 that i had my last flare Mm. my last serious bout um where i was in the hospital and that was due to the traumatic birth of my first daughter Um, before that i was doing fairly well the the pregnancy went really well my symptoms had subsided And some say it could have been from the hormone change. I don't know. Um, But then after she was born, I got really, really sick. And when I was in the hospital, I said, that's it. This is going to be the last time. And I can honestly say, (laughs) I have not been sick like that ever since ever again. And I won't. I, wow. won't. I will do everything in my power to heal myself. And, and it's, I've been very successful since then. I'm in remission. I'm not on any medication. I drink <laughs> the best water. Yeah, it's great. So, well, so, uh,
0: that's, so that's exactly, you know, that's one of those moments we talk about here, uh, about the Phoenix moments. and uh, drink. So, uh, you know, one of the things that you do, is you mentioned about the holistic work, and we'll get into that, but let's talk about that water because, you know, I know you, 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 you had mentioned <laughs> even earlier that you're a holistic and water specialist. What does that mean?
1: Um so I am studying to be a holistic coach. Uh I'll be uh I'm looking to announce my coaching program by the uh third quarter of this year. So I've been putting that together because it's based off of everything that I have learned uh you know over the decade plus that I've you know been going through this and learning and doing all these techniques but through my journey about 3 years ago I was drinking alkaline water in the bottle Mm-hmm. Um, constantly, because it was the only water that I felt really hydrated me. And I don't know if it was the sodium bicarbonate or what or the pH of the water that really helped me. But I felt that it was hydrating me more than regular tap water. And I didn't want to drink tap water to begin with, because if you live out here in New York and Long Island, or pretty much anywhere in the United States, there are so many chemicals and toxins in the water. And a lot of people do know this, some people don't, they think we have great water. And the more research I do on it, the more that I found that our water is very, very harmful to our health. And here I am with a health issue, and I have to maintain that balance. So the more I studied and learned about the water, I ended up partnering with a water ionizer company. And now I actually have partnered with two companies, a water filtration and a water ionizer company. And I help people basically get the best water in their homes um, all across Long Island and globally. So it's nice,
0: that's awesome uh you know I mean, not only did it start out from taking care of yourself, but now then you started partnering and figuring out to live a more healthier lifestyle
1: yeah
0: so you, you said you're, you're you're having a program what type of program are you are, are, do you have that you're gonna be rolling out because right now you're you're in the middle of a challenge right uh you you're you're putting out a challenge out there, so why don't you tell us about the challenge yes. first
1: um yeah, I have I'll tell you, ever since I became an entrepreneur about three years ago and took control of my life and you talk about a Phoenix moment, that was a Phoenix moment for me if I've ever had one, um, even after, you know, with my diagnosis and everything, because I completely changed my life and I started different programs. Um, So through my journey of learning what it meant to be an entrepreneur, owning your own business, having that connection and now, really being a service to your community. I never really understood that. They don't really teach you that in school necessarily. They teach you to have a job, not right. to be of service and to give back. And so through that process of personal growth, I started doing these challenges. One of the challenges that I did um, was called the 108-Day Yoga Challenge. Um, and so This is 108 days of sun salutations. And so it works like this. Day one, you do one. Day two is two. Three is three. And it's cumulative up into 108 days. Um, I did this for a couple of reasons. One, I found yoga helped me physically. You know, the the HIIT trainings, all of those high intensity trainings are great. They really, really are. But when you're struggling with high inflammation, like I do on a regular basis, you need to have something that is less intense, basically, but still is really working your body, getting the blood flowing. And I found that yoga was a really good solution for me to do that. And this yoga challenge, the sun salutation challenge really helped with that. And the first time I did it was in 2021. And God, I was just talking to my girlfriend about it, how amazing I felt when I finished this challenge. I had energy, I was physically fit, my body looked great. I was like, this is the best, you know? And it was was in the middle of the summer that I was doing it. So it was really, really amazing. And it was also a challenge on my mind in trying to be consistent with something on a regular basis because I think that that's the key just about anything outside of the awareness is the consistency and if you can teach yourself to be consistent with something even on a small scale you're going to see the most growth in your life with just about any area and that was one of the the lessons that i learned from it and so i decided starting today i'm starting it again 108 days and it's going to take me into mid mid mid-june so so, so
0: why why 108 what is there a significance to that date And what what do you mean by the sun salutations?
1: Okay, so a sun salutation in yoga terms is basically a sequence of moves. So you start off in, you know, prayer move, and then you do kind of like a forward fold bend, and then you go back into what we call downward dog, and then you have an, um, it's like upward dog, downward dog, then back to the folds, and then back to the prayer. It's a sequence Mm -hmm. of moves. Um, if you check me out on Facebook, you'll see me posting it. I've posted a few times, but it's a sequence. I think it's 12 moves, I'm pretty sure. And some of them kind of repeat through the cycle. And that would be one cycle.
0: Mm, so okay.
1: If it was one, there would be one. If it's 10, you do it 10 times. So, so in,
0: in, in a way, yeah. it's like the burpee challenge. You know, like it's, you know, you do one, you know, but this is a sun salutation with yoga. So what would be the difference of that?
1: You know, what do you mean the difference?
0: Well, with the... With yoga. So you're really more focusing on yourself. And then this is, sounds like it's easier to do than some other challenges because of your, your physical challenges at times. So this is a, yeah. a, an easy way. So that's, and that's what I wanted to bring out, that this is an easier way to do some movements but to be focusing in, within yourself. Because I'm sure that's yeah. really what – is that how you, you, look, you see y- yoga as the internal view of, of things?
1: Yes. And I, I look at yoga as a very mindful practice that incorporates strength training as well, because one of the moves, you're essentially going into a plank and then you have to push, do a push up. And it's like, OK. And I remember when I was first doing it and I had an, I, I said to this instructor, yoga instructor, I said, I don't know if I'm doing this right. It's just really, really hard. And she goes, no, you're not doing it right. You got to keep your elbows in and do it that way. And I was like, Oh, OK. And when I first started out doing it, I couldn't actually do a push-up. Mm. And now I could do it with ease. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what's going to come of it after this. So there is strength training in it. It's not excessive, and it's so subtle. But at the end of it, you come out of it with this clarity. Plus, it's a consistent thing. So think about some of the like chores or something that you would do where you don't really think about it. You just do it. It creates a presence of mind. It creates you in this very present state. And that's one of the most important things, again, that you can add to it. So you have your awareness, you have your consistency, and now you're being present. Present here and now. I'm not depressed, sad about the past. And I'm not anxious about my future or about how many I have to do. I'm just doing them and counting them and knowing that it'll be done eventually, <laughs> especially when you get into the fifties, it starts to get a little, all right, how many more do I got? Okay. I'm just going to just keep doing it over and over and over. And it, it teaches you and trains your body and your mind to be present and strong.
0: Well, that's the way the growth really comes into is the yeah. fact that uh, doing it consistently, you know. By doing that, it's not doing fifty push-ups on the first day. It's actually building yourself up and, and building that that bounding, uh, that yeah. the, the, you know, that strength. Because you never you never know what you you could do, and that's why it's always really important to look back at where you're at. So it, it's really you know, if, if the first day is a struggle, I'm sure by the fifteenth it becomes less of a struggle. And as you start doing more and more things to include yourself. Then it becomes less and less of a struggle, but you've already built up that that strength.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I've I've had this conversation with quite a few people about the challenge itself. And they're like, Oh, 108, I couldn't do that. I'm like, you can if you're doing it cumulatively. Right. Because just like you said, by the time I get to day fifteen, I'm like, Ah, I got this. And then when I get to thirty, I'm like, Okay, I, I could do thirty. That's not a problem. And again, it's it's not it's not really that tiring when you're you're building up to it. Right. You know, and and it's just it's a it's a really great challenge. It's a fun and intense challenge. Uh kind of the time frame is really what gets me the most is because it's almost if I do it the way I like to do it, each sun salutation is a minute. Mm-hmm. So when you get to thirty, it's almost thirty minutes. Right when you get to 60, it's 60 minutes. So it's like, okay, you know, at that point, I have to allot that time physically in my schedule to do this. And one of the things that I noticed the first time around was that I couldn't do it in the morning, I I was running out of time. And I was getting frustrated with myself. So I'm like, okay, now I need to identify that become aware of the The frustration here, how can I adjust that, not be so hard on myself if I can't do it in the morning, I'll just do it in the afternoon or do it in the evening or just do it before I go to bed, you know, like just get it done and then I'll be done with it. And the first time around, I did really well until like, I want to say I got into like, it was 88 or 89. And that was when the real struggle set in. Because at that point, it was over an hour, hour and a half. And I'm like, okay. And it gets tiring. And and then I had personal things going on in my life at that time. So it just made it even more challenging. I ended up skipping, I want to say, the last week. And then I did the last day. And I was like, all right. So now this time, I want to see if I can make it through the entire challenge without stopping, without missing a day. Yeah, it's, t- so it's tough. To, that,
0: that time management piece has yeah. got to be a little bit uh, tough. And... See, I would worry that, like, I'd be counting, and I always lose count. I mean, I, I got to tell you, like, when I do, when I do sets of like working out, um, I now have, um, you know, my my gems. So I'm like always putting one on one side, so that way I don't count. Like I'm like 108. I'm like I would lose count probably, you know. But it, but it, part of it is also the intention. So do you believe that the intention of the work that you're doing, not only the amount. So, if you let's say you did, you forgot and you you lost track at ninety, but the intent was for healing and energy work. Is that would would that be just as good?
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's it's the intention of stepping into that space and doing the work. And so, you make a mistake. You make a mistake. And we were actually talking about this right before the call. It's that perfectionism. You got to let go of the perfectionism and just understand that this is a challenge, right? For me, I under—I understand that there are going to be things like remembering that is a challenge. That's part of it. It's, it's all of those little elements that add up. And how are you going to react to that? Are you going to react? Are you going to re- respond? Are you going to beat yourself up and be like, Oh, I lost the number again. I don't know what number I am on and, you know, give up. Oh, I'm done, you know, or are you going to continue and be like, you know what? I'm going to make a number up last one. I remember is 13. So I'm going to go with 14. That sounds good. Or, you know what? I'm, yep, I'm going to skip ahead. I don't care. You know, just, yeah. Well, well so it, I, it, I
0: think that's the perfect part is. It, it, what
1: happened?
0: Okay. Uh, I, uh, something just popped up. That's why. Okay. So we'll cut that part <laughs> out. Well, yeah, I was like, well, you disappeared on the, um, okay. So that's fine. On the video, it'll be a little mess. Okay. Um, but that that's part of that, that perfectionism, right? But give yourself permission. And I'm sure you give yourself permission at times. Or how do you give yourself permission? Because we did talk a little bit about perfectionism beforehand. How do we give ourselves time? How would you suggest to people to kind of give themselves permission and time to do the things they need to do in the pace they do without giving up? I mean, persistence is something that's really important as well.
1: Yeah. Um Well, there's a few elements to that. First and foremost, it's discipline. Um, You have to discipline yourself and know that this is what I'm getting into. I know that I am doing this, so I need to take it seriously. It it can't just be like, oh, I'm going to do it whenever. No, I I set out to do this challenge. I'm going to take it seriously. So I'm going to set my alarm clock and I'm going to get up in the morning and, and, and So that's a big part of it. The other part is your why, you know, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. I have goals. I mean, right here, I have my goals on the wall. And this one says, I'm so happy and grateful to be fitting in all my favorite clothes with ease, because I'm healthy, fit and tone. That's one of my goals. And by setting those goals and sticking to them, and aligning myself with my values of fitness and health that helps me get up every single day because I know even if I don't want to get out of bed and I'm tired that if I do this, I'm setting myself up for success. If I do this, I'm going to feel amazing. You know, like that's just, it's connecting all of those dots and going, okay, this doesn't feel great. I accept that. Thank you for telling me this doesn't feel great right now, but I'm going to do it anyways.
0: Right, it's challenging yourself even when it doesn't when, when, it, when you're stepping outside of the comfort zone or to yeah. push yourself what you want. I mean I, I wrote that in, in my book, where, where I was with somebody with, with my friend, uh, he was walking up and he wasn't, he wasn't physically fit, uh, but he wanted to get to the top of the mountain. And even though I gave him that permission to turn around if he wanted to, he didn't want to. it was that perse- perseverance by pushing ourselves through, knowing because it really is all about us. So it's your goal. You might be with somebody on, the, on a walk, but it's really your walk. And that's really important to think about it that way, is that no matter what you're doing, you're cheating yourself. You're not cheating anybody else. If you did five push-ups instead of you know, six that you were supposed to do for that day or, or the, the sun salutations, you're not cheating anybody. So if you did more, you do more. If you do less, you do less. And some days you might not feel like it. And that's okay as well. It's not yeah. a have-tos. It's a things what you want to do and keep improving each day.
1: Yeah. I love when you said that um, it's, it's about honoring yourself and the decisions that you make. But there was a day, I think it was the first day I, I missed. skipped. I intentionally said, I'm not going to do this today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I'm just not going to do this today. And it's not going to stop me from continuing my challenge but my my body, my brain, everything is telling me I need to rest today. And I did. And it was it was somewhere in the 50s that I actually skipped my first day. And I said, you know what? I'm okay with that. And I was okay with that. And I think that's one of the, the other biggest challenges that you can confront is really not being so hard on yourself and being aware of you know how you feel and what your needs are.
0: That's the most important part, is actually not being hard on yourself. Don't don't punish yourself. Because of you know, if you didn't if you didn't do something, okay, you could do it tomorrow. You want if you if you're really that motivated, then start from day one. Uh, That's you're allowed to listen to your body. How do you listen to your body best?
1: (laughs) Um, well, that takes a lot of practice. Mm
0: -hmm. Sure,
1: I'm I'm trying to figure out the right the right answer. How do I listen to my body? Uh, Again, it's the awareness. Uh, Most importantly, it's, it's not dismissing what's going on. If my lower back hurts, it could be multiple different reasons. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe I'm not hydrating enough and I'm feeling a little constipated or something, or, or maybe I'm stressed out about something because that's where I I hold a lot of my stress, Um, you know, and, and just understanding that I'm feeling something. So that's an indication of something and to take a minute just to stop and, and listen to that. You know, okay, well, what could that mean? What could it be? Not to just ignore it. Be you know, like, oh, I have a headache, uh, whatever. You know, no, like there, there's a reason why this is going wrong. And I think that's how I got into holistic health to begin with. When the doctors were telling me, you know, and this is kind of what we're taught in society. They tell you, oh, there's something wrong with you. Just band-aid, fix it and move on. But you're not listening to your body. You're not listening to the problem. You have a symptom. That means there's a problem, and where there's a problem, there's a solution. You just have to do a little investigation. Sit with it. Be with it. Listen to it. And, and see and, what you find
0: out? Yeah, and listen to your body. I mean, that's where we have to trust, trust ourselves to know what it is. Listen to your body, how you feel. Like, I hold my stress all on my neck and my shoulders, so I know now. I never paid attention to it, and until I did, now I know when my, my back's on. It could be just posture. And but other times I'm like, okay, I know what's going on, all the things that I'm feeling, and how do I address that? And that's the yeah. important part.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's really it's bringing that awareness and and just sitting with it for a second, being okay with it. Um, and I feel as as I was a child, I was taught a very different story, and I don't know why we were taught that story, but I think now more and more people are starting to open up to this realization of, okay, it's okay to have feelings, it's okay. <laughs> to not feel so good sometimes and just to listen to that and, and kind of just be with it.
0: Yep. No, I think that's the best thing is is sometimes just acknowledge where you're at. Um, so one of the things I I enjoy talking about is, uh, kind of stepping into the magic garden and, you know, you have a lot of gems and seeds that you, you plant along the way. So I'd love to kind of ask you, what's a seed that you'd like to share with the audience that might not grow today, but if they nurtured it, would uh grow into something beautiful
1: that is a beautiful question, and I'm not really sure how to approach it <laughs> um, so something when you say a seed, do you mean just something to elaborate on that a little more?
0: yeah, sure, no no problem well, so like your yoga right so the, the it could be part of your yoga or some of the other holistic things that you do, you know you do something once it doesn't necessarily stick, right? You have to keep doing it over and over again, that repetition, yeah. that consistency. So I think you have another challenge also, besides the sun salutation challenge. What other challenges are you doing or, cre- or thinking about creating?
1: Um, well, I have quite a few things going on right now. So I have a, a women's talk, which mm-hmm. I didn't tell you about earlier, um, but I'm very excited to be doing this uh, intimate conversation It's going to be an in-person event in Port Jeff. So I'm very excited about that. And it's around holistic wellness and well-being simplified. Mm. Um, So me and two other hosts are going to be speaking and having a conversation. So that's something that I've been working on. And this is, for me, this is about sharing, again, about the solutions that I have around your health, around holistic health, around holistic wellness, and really specifically, again, around the water. And if there was anything that I would tell anybody is – Listen to your gut. Trust your instincts and listen to your gut. And don't just listen to everybody in society and what everybody else tells you. I knew there was something wrong with my water. I I knew it. I was drinking it all the time. And I knew there was something wrong. And I started looking into it. And I started testing it. And next thing you know, I'm finding out all of these wild things that you just – I'm not going to go into details about it, but if you're interested and you want to know about your water, please definitely reach out to me. But when I changed my water, I changed my life. And I loved saying that and talking about it and teaching it and sharing with people because I trusted my gut and I trusted my intuition. And now I have this amazing vehicle that not only helps me, but I get to help people on a global scale. Mm, awesome. And water is essential to life. We need water. When you are hydrated, your body can function properly. And when you're sick or you're struggling with any type of disease or illness or ailment of any kind, water is a fix. You got a headache? What? Drink more water. You have a stomachache? Drink more water. You know, it's like if you're tired, drink water.
0: Well, that's, that's what people don't realize. So a lot of their illnesses is, or, or even when you're feeling tired, as you just said, you know, drink more water. You don't realize how much the power that water has and the right water, not only just water, but the right water.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So just to touch on the water that I do drink, it's electrolyzed reduced water. This water is a made as a antioxidant. So for a person like me, with high inflammation, I need as many free radicals um, removed from my body as I can. And to do that, you need antioxidants. Antioxidants actually remove the toxins from your body. It's just the natural process of being a human and how our bodies function. And what I learned is that electrolyzed reduced water is an antioxidant. So drinking this water literally heals me. It's not just hydrating me, but it's also healing me at the same time. When I started drinking this water, that's why I always say it starts with the water. I, it just changed me. Mm-hmm. It got me over that hump of struggle that I was constantly having with the inflammation, where now I can eat whatever I want. Before I couldn't, I had to really monitor my diet because I have a digestive issue. So I couldn't have gluten and, and dairy and all of those other things, because when I did, I would get really sick. Whereas now I can, not all the time, obviously. Right. Right. Everything's but everything in moderation. moderation. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I could, and I do attribute a lot of it to the fact that I am hydrating and cleansing my body on a daily basis.
0: That's awesome. Well, it's good that you found it and hopefully people reach out. How can people reach out to you? Uh, you know.
1: Just look up Water by Jessica. That's pretty much it. Uh, go on social media, Google Water by Jessica, and you can find me across the board.
0: Okay, awesome. Thank you so much, Jessica. We're going to wrap up this. We usually try to keep it about a half hour, and I, but thank you so much. And uh, we should all find out. And I, I'd love to talk to you some more about the holistic stuff. And you know, we'll, we'll we'll talk because we, I, as you said, I think by the third quarter, right? So the fall, yep. Uh, as, as things are falling, as the leaves are falling, you're going to be rising everybody up through your new program so we can talk about that
1: so exciting thank you so much david for having me on today
0: all right no problem thank you so much for being our our guest we definitely had lots of gems and lots of seeds that'll be growing with the water right with the right water (laughs) of course okay and everybody else just remember always find peace and love in your life build that peace and love build that resistance and when you need to swing a bat make sure you hit your sweet spot and knock it out of the park I'm really glad that you're enjoying our show. Peace, love, and bring a bat is brought to you by Launchpad Five One Six Studios. Executive produced by David Chemetsky and George Andriopoulos. Music selections by James Grant, Zach Nelson, and James Gaither, and licensed through Storyblock. Sound effects and sponsorship music licensed through Epidemic Sound. Peace, love, and bring a bat is hosted with Podbean. Subscribe to our show wherever podcasts are available. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and share with all of your friends. Follow us on Facebook at Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. Follow me, Uncle Dave, Dave Chemetsky, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Clubhouse. You can find all those links and more info at davidchemetsky.com. For show ideas, feedback, guest inquiries, or just a chat, reach out to me at peacelovebringabat at gmail.com. For sponsorship and media inquiries, reach out to peace, love, bring a bat at lp516.com. Make sure to follow all the great podcasts produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. Today's journey has come to a close, my friends. I hope the seeds of peace and love continue to grow for each one of you. Remember that peace and love surrounds you and will assist you to rise again. But don't forget to bring a back
1: for what you believe in. Namaste.